Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Heart of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Siegfried. And again, I am just so thankful to have you here. You know, I started this just back in April, and I just can't believe the the community that, you know, you guys have built. Um, you know, I feel very encouraged by the DMs, by the messages, and just by your support and your love. So I just, I truly... When I say thank you, I truly, truly mean it. I, uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it all without you. And, you know, truly, you guys are my motivation. And I just want to inspire um, a heart of purpose. I want to inspire hope. And I want you to be able to go about your day knowing that, you know, God is for you and that, ah, that, that, that so much more is to come. So, Again, thank you. Today is a very special episode, just as every interview is. But today we're talking to Whitney Lowe. She is the founder of Scribbled Devos, which is on Instagram, and she does daily devotionals on Instagram. I mean, one thing I love about that is everyone's scrolling Instagram all the time. And so much of it is just superficial or just very um, not necessarily encouraging and not necessarily inspirational. And so I love that she takes the time like thought out beautiful time with God to create and write out these daily devotionals. And so we are going to discuss today the importance, one, of staying in the word and also just her life's journey and what really brought her to um, creating Scribble Devos and the art and the words behind it. So thanks for joining us. Whitney, welcome to the podcast. Hi. All right, let's do this again. I totally forgot to hit record. So now we're just (laughs) re-introing. But um, But thank God you caught it that early. Wow. Oh my gosh. What if we did the whole thing and I'm like, oh, well, I didn't record any of it. (laughs) So let me ask again, um, how has 2020 been for you? Yeah, you know, 2020 has been so crazy because I think... I very much resonate with the feelings of just like, you know, kind of sadness and weirdness and um, feeling disoriented. On the other hand, um, as we were just talking about, I'm seven months pregnant right now. And I keep joking with my husband, like, thank God that I've been able to like build a baby this year. Cause I feel like no matter what happens at the end of 2020, I'm like, I did something productive. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have to do anything else. That's I like true. did that one thing and I feel <laughs> excited about that. So I feel like, yeah, 2020, it started out really hard um, at the very beginning. And then it kind of shot into COVID and um, I think just like the political chaos and just social media is like, what are we doing? Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I wanted to chat with you because you, I, I was just saying in the intro too, like you have been a bright light in the social media space because there is so much chaos, so much chatter that I love when I can scroll on your devotionals and it's like truth, you know, like it's not, he said, she said, and it's not propaganda. It's, it's truth and it's biblical truth. And so I wanted to dive in and, and first ask like, because since I don't know your background, have you always uh, been a Christian? Have you always loved Jesus? Or is this something that had you had encountered him later in life. Yeah. Um, so actually I think that's kind of part of 
the story of maybe just even like my whole testimony kind of now involving this new chapter of social media. But um, yeah, I've been a Christian my whole life. I was raised in a Christian family, um, realizing now more than ever how really uncommon it is to have like, not just parents who are nominally Christian and like take you to church, but parents who like love God and really model that. And like, not just that, but my grandparents even. Um, so I feel super, super blessed, but I will say there was such a long time in my life. And I was like, I don't have a good testimony. Like, I mean, I have some little hiccups in my life for sure. That I'm like, I see God's faithfulness. I see myself rebelling and I see God restoring me. But, um, overall it's not super dramatic. I just, I can't even remember when I accepted. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's important though, too, because I think a lot of times, like I do have a testimony because I went from, you know, growing up in it, but then getting out of it and then finding him my own on my own. But I think that's also the thing that's hard. Like as Christians, it's like, Oh, you need to have this big ta-da or like God showed Mm -hmm. up in my, you know, bedroom. And I think it's important to know that he shows up to each of us differently, you know? Yeah. Like you didn't need to have that big ta-da in your life for you to encounter him. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, just kind of trying to see how much value there is in everybody's story. Like I might not be that person that's going to be able to get up on a mic and be like, here's my amazing testimony that like, no dry eyes in the room. We've got five people that want to Christ today. Like that might not be me, but I have this really cool blessing where like I have been taught scripture since I was so little and I've been able to like, you know, I can find journals from when I was in like second grade, like articulating the gospel and like wow. trying to see how like special of a story that is. And also how God kind of just led me to this place now where I'm like, but that's what I want to do. Like, I want to help other people understand scripture. And I don't know if I would have been able to do that if I would have had to just catch up and learn all of it in the last like three years of my life. Absolutely. You were building that foundation back when you were a kid. So I think that's phenomenal because personally, like scripture is very difficult for me to remember. Um, I have like my go-tos, but like it it can be daunting, especially if you aren't um, raised in pure scripture. You know what I mean? Like I, and we all like learn differently. I'm very drawn to storytelling. So I love stories and parables, but I think there's a huge importance in understanding the word and like the scriptures. And also those are like our weapons, you know? Yeah. Like, and so especially with 2020, I'm like, wow, I really need to like, I, I need to build myself up. I need to build myself up with learning scripture and being able to use it when I need it. And so that's also why I just adore you because I feel like you do have such wisdom with scripture, but you're also able to use it in a way that's understandable, (laughs) you know, for (laughs) when I'm scrolling Instagram. But I mean, what would you tell someone like me (laughs) Um, (laughs) who, you know, it's it's very hard for me to like remember scripture or Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, how, how do you find the time to really dive in? Oh man. I mean, that's still a hard question. I do think I spent like the majority of my life knowing I should have a habit of reading the Bible and then like going to summer camp, coming home and being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to like white knuckle it. And I'm going to read the Bible every single day. And the habit didn't honestly really stick until I think even just like my early twenties. Um, it took a long, long time 
And I think a huge part of that, just to preface the whole discussion, is that we think we have to do the work of like making ourselves want to be in the Bible and making ourselves understand what God's trying to say to us when it's like God is the one who's doing the work. Um, so for me, I can't necessarily prescribe probably like here is a system that will make sure you have time to spend <laughs> with the Lord. But I do tend to tell people like, what if you just started with one Psalm, like pray over it, read the Psalm and then spend one minute just like in peace and like listening and trying to see what maybe God's trying to give you. And just starting with that little tiny baby step, because I think, especially I work with a lot of high schoolers and college students and it's hard to connect to scripture. So then you have this negative association with opening your Bible because it's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and like start little, let it be like beautiful. Let it speak to you. And then like, as you develop that love and as God kind of plants that in your heart, it gets easier and easier and you get hungrier and hungrier for like, today we're going through Daniel. <laughs> I'm getting out of commentary. <laughs> like, I think you have to give yourself that grace. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think it, it reminds me too, I always think of it as though like when you start something new or if you're like, say you're first dating someone or you started a new sport, like how much time do you spend learning that? And then the more you learn, the more you want to learn. And so I, I try to keep that in mind too, like, because it is true, the more I'm opening my Bible and the more I'm reading, it's like, I want more and I want more and I want yeah. more. And so it doesn't have to be a daunting process because we want to do it. And I think that's really where God wants us. He wants us to want to read his yeah. word. <laughs> and you see what it has to say to you. Like that's such a big reason that the Scribble Devos page even started. Was because yeah, I, was I like, actually want to, I want to know the yeah. background because so like how long have, has it been going and, and um, what, what drove you to really start it? I think it's been man, like a year and a half or so at this point. Um, wow. What a year. Kind of, <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, is Esther speaking like for such a time as this? Are you kidding? It is. It feels so you wild. for this. Yeah. I mean, man, even though it has been just like being on social media as much as I have been, it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. But anyway, I, know. Um, I do think that there had just been kind of this idea in my heart that mostly had to do with, again, the high schoolers and the college students, because my husband's a college pastor. So okay. we're always at church. We're always with, especially like youth, I guess. I like um, and just noticing how they don't know how to hear God in the Bible and really wanting to make it super, super, super accessible. Even if I can't be obviously like the voice of God to them, like here's the kind of thing that God wants to speak over you in his word. So wanting that to be really accessible. And then also for all the time that we spend saying like, you got to open your Bible if you want to experience God. Yeah. It's so hard to get them to do that. So again, it was like, what if maybe as like a little bridge from A to B, there's just like an Instagram post that forces them to look at <laughs> God's word for like 15 seconds and engage with it a little bit. Um, and hoping that that could be one baby step in, again, the right direction of them integrating the Bible into their daily routine in a more meaningful way. Um, so then, yeah, looking at social media and being like, there really aren't too many accounts doing this. And the graphics, I think I was noticing at the time were really like 
becoming more and more popular. I'd worked for an influencer, an Instagram influencer prior um, and was kind of just aware of like trends that were happening. And I was like, there's so many graphics. What if you took that, made that something uplifting and then also attached it to a devotional and some scripture and like, just see what happens. And I thought it was going to be like, I kept (laughs) a secret from everyone I knew for like six months and just worked at it. (laughs) It was crazy. It was a weird announcement to make too. Like, mom. I've been doing this for like half a year, but um, (laughs) yeah, welcome to my page. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it just, from there, I think it was cool to see that like, I mean, it's super encouraging for me. People are hungry to know what God has to say to them. And like, there is a place for this type of like positivity and light in a space that has just, I mean, more and more even since then, but felt so dark and so about comparison and so about like, just the drama, you know, it's um, just awful. Yeah. It's, it's just awful, awful this year. Like, yeah, I know I've had a hard time a few, just like I had to get off of it for a while mm-hmm. because it was just, um, it's so upsetting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when people hash out at you, it's like even more upsetting and you, you can combat it as much as you try, but it's still right. like, permeates your atmosphere in the sense of mm-hmm. what you're trying to put out there. So I do have a question for you because I, I love how um, strong you stand on everything when people do question or <laughs> combat. And so I don't know, I would love to know your, your thought process and how you're able to overcome. Because right now I yeah. think it's, oh, it's just, it's just bad. It's just, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very draining. Um, and I actually, I think I'm really kind of struggling with this because I think, I don't know if you're even like into Enneagram stuff, any of that, but my personality is I'm a three. So I'm like, I don't like being criticized. I like being perfect in front of people. (laughs) I don't like anybody to see weakness in me. So before I post anything, I tend to like feel pretty airtight about it. So when I'm challenged, it is really hard for me sometimes to remain completely unemotional about it. Um, and not to like whip out all of my debate points and, or just like internalize it too deeply. I try really hard not to get into the like argument back and forth, but I'm still for sure prayerfully working on what it really does look like to engage in a healthy way. More and more, I'm kind of like, I'm not sure if social media is the place to change minds. I think social media, as far as I'm concerned, it's like, we encourage the people who I would like to believe are seeking the Lord. And if we all are united by the Holy Spirit, then it's not my job to make sure that every little detail of what they think is right. Um, So I'm trying to kind of just let myself be at peace with that. And if they're not on the same page with me yet, I trust that God will form our hearts, both of ours, whether it's mine or theirs or little tweaks to both to be unified ultimately. And if, you know, I'm right, they're wrong. Like, again, does it matter? (laughs) Like, is this the place I'm really gonna like convert an opinion? Probably not. So probably not. But I think it's such a great place to plant a seed. Yeah. And and like, who knows down the road, they encounter someone else that preaches to them. And then their heart goes back to their argument (laughs) with you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, right, that girl. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just, um, it's just so crazy. But so I want to, I want to know how you come up with your daily devotionals, because that's also a lot of work to do and, yeah, and to pray fully, like, seek it and like what God Mm -hmm. wants you to share and what verses. So do you spend each day 
um, doing that? Or is there like a day you spend to really create your content and your devotional? My husband keeps saying, I really need to just like sit down and write a bunch and like have them on deck. I do find that I'm like the most excited about the work itself. If I'm like, oh my gosh, this is on my heart and I want to share it. So I'm going to do it all right now. And then it's like an hour, two hours later, I'm still like on Instagram. (laughs) Um, So kind of working on that as of yet, it's mostly been like day to day based on literally what I'm studying in my Bible. And if there's something that I'm like, wow, the Holy Spirit revealed this to me today. Um, I've always processed in writing. So I basically just do what I've always done and then make it a little bit less personal and post it to Instagram <laughs> with the graphic, which is actually really convenient. It doesn't add too much time. Um, that being said, I was on a daily commitment for the first hundred posts. And then after that was pretty wow. much still daily. That's and it. now hundred days. It was a long time. A commitment. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, what though, but how incredible, because I bet you've been getting stronger in your own foundation and strength, strength of faith, because you are diving in oh, each day. Sure. Yeah. And just the, I think the, the power of like owning what you believe to be true about God. Like, again, do I think that everything I've ever written has been theologically flawless? Like, no, that would be ridiculous. Like yeah. even people who We're are human PhDs. Yeah. Like it, that's just not how it works. However, like, I think we're not really used to it in our culture right now, like publicly owning, not just like, I believe that Jesus is my savior, but like, here's what's true about God. And here's what's true about the life that he wants for us. And also like what the Holy Spirit's showing you through yeah. verse, like you and I could read the same verse, but receive a, not, not, not necessarily a different message, but a different right. aspect of the message. Different emphasis. And that's what I love about like listening to different preachers because it's like, uh-huh. especially too, like what speaks to me doesn't always speak to Chris. So it's like kind of nice. We can listen to different uh, messages, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's so cool. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it is, I think it's just like, it was good for me as a Christian. And I think too, yeah, people kind of forget sometimes and sometimes there are a couple of posts that I'm like, I think I forgot that this is really just about what God is revealing to me. So sometimes people want to argue and I'm like, <laughs> I can't really You're argue. You're like, I don't know. You might want to just ask my friend, the Holy Spirit, um, because, you know, they told, you know, she told me this. Uh, so uh, bye. <laughs> And it's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't the perfect word for you today, but that wasn't the point. <laughs> well, you know what? I actually saw that recently on a, um, I follow, I think it's Nate Houston. He's like a prophetic word, but, um, and it's funny because he posts prophetic words and then people will underneath you like, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, you can't like, that doesn't, that's not for everyone. It's like, yeah, that's not right. Because, right. I'm having a prophetic word for whoever that reaches right it may not be for you in this moment so then move on like maybe you don't understand what's happening here yeah maybe the next prophetic word will reach you but it's just interesting because yeah everyone that's the thing too about faith it's something you can't see and it's not something that is like in a dictionary it's like okay this is exactly what god meant by this verse right here this is exactly there's no question and so the right. Bible, I think, can just be tor- kind of torn apart in the sense that people use it for their own context. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so how do you, oh, how do you piece together your devotionals? Yeah. So usually it, it does kind of start out with me opening my Bible. So like right now I'm reading through 
first, second, and third John with a Bible study at my church. Um, and so reading through first John really in depth right now. And then the other day, I think my most recent devotional was based off of a verse in there. Um, oftentimes if I'm reading through, I find that God will bring to mind another passage. I really, whenever possible, like to incorporate old Testament and new Testament and connect them together. Um, lately it's been a little harder. Just, I think growing a human, (laughs) my bandwidth is a little bit lower than it used to be. So at the beginning, it was like, always was reading through an old Testament book, always was reading through a new Testament book, always would like find that they lace together really beautifully because God's really cool. And that happens a lot more than you'd expect it to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then would just kind of process it in writing and post that as the caption. And then I mean, the graphics, I just make them on my phone most of the time. So and great. iPad more recently has kind of come onto the scene, which has been super helpful. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's so low key. It's so unstructured. Um, and then, yeah, it's just like up there and <laughs> I don't even know. And then God takes over and we'll I see. love that. Do you have any plans for any other plans for Scribble Devos? Like maybe a actual like study guide or... Yeah. So I think think that would be fantastic. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got a lot of dreams. I think I'm really right now intimidated by, first of all, like seeing what happened this year and just, it's like, oh my gosh, the world is so, we're not in control, you know, like content plans, you can make them all day long, but like, who knows? And then also like, I don't know what my life is going to look like come December. Mom. Yeah. So I think what I'm, I'm really just, truthfully and transparently trying to discern right now is like okay how much do I need to just sit down and like work hard to do the thing that God has set before me and how much am I being called to maybe like let it rest a little right now and I don't know but I know that my husband and I would love to work on some stuff together he is more academically trained in a lot of this stuff so I love getting to bring him in to like talk to me about Greek or Hebrew and we love working together. So yeah, like a Bible study maybe or a devotional um, ebook or something like that is something definitely considered. And then from there, it's like, I just don't even know. There's so much that could happen. It's crazy. So great. I think that's wonderful. And especially as a new mom, I think it's great that you're trying to, you know, pray and discern what to do because a lot of times it's important to know, like, I know for me personally, it was always like, there's this moment of time, maybe like a half year (laughs) where it's like, I was kept, you know, because as a mom, I'm super busy. So the only way I can stay in the word is I leave my Bible open and then each day I just open it because it is, it's pretty amazing how he guides us to like exactly what we either, it's exactly what we need. Um, Sometimes not always what we want to hear, but (laughs) Um, And so it was like striving, like using my own will, my own will and my own will. I'm like, oh my God, I'm trusting you. But like, what part of like, and I think it is like, we need to just trust that if you need to take a break from Devo's, like it's still moving. Does that like the Holy Spirit's still moving in your words that you have posted and giving yourself grace as a new mama? I I mean, I think that's so true. And I think whatever the case is like, Again, I think as a culture, we are so quick to just kind of ascribe to whatever is in front of us. And it's like if Instagram and social media and likes and follows and like that's the thing that we're supposed to value, it's really scary to step away from it. But it's like, no, I, God 
God might be using this season of Instagram in my life or in others' lives for whatever purpose, but like that's not the end goal at all. So I don't want to, I don't want to idolize this project as if A, it's like so essential that other people get to read my devotional content. Like, you know, I think it's important to keep that in its place. Yeah. Great outlook though. Cause I think, especially with social media, so many people can get caught up in um, almost their own achievements, Mm -hmm. not realizing like God's behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really, you have a great outlook on everything and I I know God's going to use you in bigger bigger ways Thank but um you. yeah I would love to for you and your husband to do a study guide or I'm trying something. to talk him into it <laughs> yeah I it love would be cool. that Super fun. but um so because you uh, obviously know so much scripture I wanted to ask you what your favorite verse is or if not verse your favorite book like which oh, yeah. book of the bible has been maybe your favorite Oh, that's so hard. I feel like, well, there's just, there's a so lot seasonal, of seasonal. I feel like too. Totally. So yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like every different section of my life. I feel like there has been a book or a verse or both that I've just like really clung to. And I think that's really sweet to kind of look back and see like, oh, those were like my Hosea years or whatever. <laughs> um, I talk actually, that's probably one of my favorite verses is Hosea 2.14 that says, but I'll lead her out into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. I love Um, that so much. uh, I mean, there's like so much context to that verse that's really important. Not one of those verses, none of them really are that you should just like flap up on a sign and take it without any further research. (laughs) However, (laughs) it's like the most beautiful idea because if you trace this idea of the desert throughout scripture, we're always like, afraid of it we're always nervous it's always a place where we're like that's where I'm gonna go die because there's nothing out there right and consistently whether it's like Hagar all the way back in Genesis or the Israelites in Exodus or like Jesus you know in the gospels when God leads him out for the 40 days the desert is a place that like yeah. yeah our dependence is the thing that allows us to like hear God's tender words over us and like the beautiful things he's trying to speak into our lives. And I think just like remembering that and remembering that like comfort is the thing that will kill you, you know, mm-hmm. like comfort is the thing that makes you think you're good when you're not good. And when your heart needs something huge to happen, but going out into the desert and just saying like, okay, God, if you don't show up, I'm going to metaphorically starve out here. Like, those are the um, moments that are so, so special. And that I think need to form a robust faith that like actually sustains you and makes you effective in this world. You know, like I, yeah, I think that's like definitely one of those verses that I've clung to. That was absolutely beautiful. And it is now, <laughs> that is now my favorite verse. Um, <laughs> Happy to share. Thank you. I feel like, I feel like, that is 2020 though. Yeah. Like I, and I, I think that's what's so, although 2020 has been full of hostility and full of like just hatred and evil, but I think there is a beauty and a redemption happening in that when we are either like in the desert and we're forced to be out of our comfort zone, I think that forces more people to look up and be like, wow like I don't know I am not in control like you said previously like I am not in control right now so who is and then that's when they start to Mm -hmm. seek God so 
Well, and like, for sure, I think what's so crazy about this year is that it's like, in a lot of ways, I think we're all tempted to be like, things are worse than they've ever been. Things are so, so horrible. Things are falling apart. But then it's like, are we maybe just seeing what's always been below the surface and like what is in all of our hearts anyway? And God's like, hey, let's figure it Lifting out. Lifting the veil. Like, right. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, you think you were pure? Nope, this is exactly what, right. this is what I see. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, like, you thought you found your security in me. Mm. Actually, you had all these other false things that had your complete attention. Like, so there's part of me this whole time that's just been like, it's brutal, but it's also like so consistent with what I think scripture tells us about the world that we live in, that there's some weird comfort and like, of course it's really bad. Like I wouldn't need Jesus. I wouldn't need the savior. I wouldn't need you to take complete control of my life. If the world was as good and under our control as we thought it was like, so I don't, it's, it's like such a backwards comfort, but yeah, I I mean, it makes sense because it's true. Like we wouldn't like oftentimes too, I think when people are, you know, living their life and things are going good, you don't seek him as much because you're like, Oh my gosh, I got this. And then bam, something happens. And then you're like, Oh, whoa, God help me. But he wants us to seek him always in the good and the bad. And I mean, if any year has ever been it, it's 2020, but I mean, that's why I think too discernment is so important. Um, this year, but to seek discernment, I do think you need to seek scripture. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know it's like October and we're all just like, wait, it's, it's a year that's almost happened that a we've year. just been doing this. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah, a year. So what has been your inspiration through it all and really being able to mm-hmm. stay afloat and stay on top of, mm-hmm. on top of it all? Well, I think, I think the obvious answer is for sure. Just the baby. I mean, like, oh, the baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, so beautiful. Yeah, just knowing that, like, we've got this crazy cool thing happening. Like, there's, I think it's really meaningful in, like, a spiritual sense that just, like, everything is falling apart. I'm in control of nothing, negative or positive. But God continues to, like, bring about his purposes in our life. And, like, how many people have that hope? You know, like, that's something so special about trusting and following Jesus. Like, it's so cool. So, (laughs) That's been really, really neat to just be able to kind of process it through that lens. And again, it's like with the pregnancy, I've done nothing. I take a prenatal vitamin, but it's not like I have any control over this situation, really. Yeah. Um, So just kind of being able to put it into that perspective, I think has really made it more possible for both me and my husband to be like, okay, like I know everyone's losing their minds right now, but like, we got to just. Yeah. Yeah, Like we're even keeled people who our hope hasn't changed and like who we are as God's children hasn't changed. So we can't be, you know, so what's the word I'm looking for? We can't catastrophize everything, you know, like Mm -hmm. it feels like a catastrophe and it, and it is, but like bad stuff has been happening always. And we're always called into those spaces. And and honestly, we're never in control. So why do we feel we need control right now? Like, why do we feel we need to control other people's opinions or control like our environment or (laughs) I'm like, yeah, God's always been in control. Like, yeah. Well, it's just like total. I mean, yeah, I think it's just such a season of like unsubscribing in like a literal sense and a figurative sense. (laughs) Like, I don't believe that this is the thing we have our hope in. Like, 
I don't believe that political opinions are the only thing that matter about a person. And like, that was kind of hard for me to even say to some people that I know, cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this is all you care about. You're going to think I'm a horrible person who doesn't care. Like, <sighs> we don't believe that, you know, that's yeah, not I, what the Lord says. Yeah. Like we don't believe that's just as simple as like, you are a good person. If you think this and you're a bad person, yeah. if you think this, we don't believe things are unredeemable, like yeah. unsubscribing from all of these crazy ideas that the world has like needled into our heads and like, Resubscribing to all I like that. about God. Yeah, <laughs> all social media terms. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> but it's so true. It's like what I, no, that part's hard too. Like, yeah, loving people when they don't agree. Like, why is that so hard? For I, I mean, I guess because we love Jesus and we have a hope in Jesus, and we know that people are much more than their political opinion. Yeah, you can see past that, but like. Mm-hmm. Even for Christians, it's so hard for them to see past that. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, but God and Jesus were not a part of a political party. So why are you putting so much emphasis on who someone likes? I mean, right. Like what is redemption really at the end of the yeah. day? And, like, and who really is in control of the country? I'm sorry. It's not yeah. a president. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, and, and I think there's a very valid question to be asked about what it looks like for believers to engage in that space faithfully for sure I agree yeah for sure I I would say I've questioned I I feel like this whole year I've questioned like where my voice would fit in especially in the beginning and then I was reminded because I kept hearing the Holy Spirit just say listen and then that's when I was like okay I gotta stop like Mm -hmm. just I gotta stop posting things and I gotta stop just like not allowing myself to settle into what he is trying to tell me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, it's tough to do that too. And be like, I want to join the masses and believe yeah. this. But then it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. But is that important right now? Or is there something bigger going on that, you know, God wants to show you and yeah. Like being faithful is possible for sure. Mm-hmm. But we just, it's, it's on God's terms. It's not on the terms of our culture, which just like really wants us to think that like every single issue is life or death. And I think that that's also how the enemy operates. So part of me is like, I just see how the enemy, this is exactly how he would do things. (laughs) Like always confusion, like deception. Yeah. Yeah. Like the division. I mean, think about everything going on. That's not a work of, that's not the hand of God. Right. I mean, that's the work of the enemy. But I think too, also as Christians, we want that like joyous message of, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, redemption and blessings. And then when mm-hmm. you want to talk about hell, it's like, oh no, right. please don't, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> right. But I think it's so important to yeah. talk about the enemy and also like the battlefield of the mind. Like mm-hmm. I read um, Joyce Meyer's, it's her book, Battlefield of the Mind. And it's just, it's so important to know that we are not in a battle of flesh and blood, but, you know, truly of good and evil. And so putting our trust in the good, the good side. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think it's just like, you have to keep that perspective above all else or else like this year is enough to just like take you down. Like it's, there's just so much every single day. There's a new thing. That's the biggest disaster ever. And like human brains, cannot possibly hold that yeah you you can't like 
I don't even know. I've got a lot of feelings <laughs> about how social media is just like our brains aren't ready for it. And yet we did keep you trying watch, to stuff them. Yeah. Did you ever, did you see the social dilemma? Yeah. <laughs> I did. It's like fascinating. Crazy. I'm like, it's totally true. Yeah. But, well, and just, the fact that like the main people that created it are saying like, if it continues, the world is terrible pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, I mean, down. I'm like, okay. And no one wants to realize that. Anyway. I know it's so true we're, we're getting real deep <laughs> I know I like everyone's just signing up for it they're like yeah but I don't care I'm going down <laughs> yeah but I need to be famous on Instagram <laughs> oh but I need but this yeah. is how I'm gonna do it <laughs> you know what's funny is I was thinking too like because I don't know how old you are but in my day uh social media didn't even happen till 2012 after I came off of yeah. the show and mm-hmm. so I mean there was like Facebook but no one took it like super not totally. as a business and as an influencer. And so, you know, it was like, whatever. And then it's like, so we have, we know what it's like to not have it. Yeah. And also to have it. The next generation or two generations, they only know mm-hmm. their identity of what other people perceive on social media. And so they like, so they don't care. They, they, they don't care if like, you know, they trust these devices. They trust that they don't care that they're being watched because they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, we talk about it all the time because it's like real now. And well, so young I, kids in high school. So what would you say, because I'm not around um, that age group and very stressful. I just can't imagine to be completely honest um, right now in this day of age and mm-hmm. with social media and like, can, do they even know how to communicate together? No, I mean, I, I'm not, <laughs> I literally don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, what would you say is the biggest thing that they have to overcome? Because maybe there's a yeah. college kid, you know, it's maybe someone in college right now listening or in high school. And yeah, what kind of advice would you give if you well, have any? Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think what's really interesting is that because we talk about this all the time. Me and my husband already talk about this all the time, just from like a ministry standpoint. But then also now that we're again, like preparing to raise a child in a world that like the internet changes faster than like, I'm already irrelevant. Like I had a Snapchat when it came out and now I'm like, I don't, I don't have the energy for TikTok. Like, please just don't make me do it. So it's like, I'm already irrelevant. And I'm like, I'm 28. So it's like, I I was in college. (laughs) Well, I'm kind of like, it's a little early to be irrelevant, but I guess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I was in college when Instagram like became a thing. And then it was like hipster coffee pictures, like didn't become what it is for a long time. Yeah, so like, it, it took a few years to catch on to like the marketing aspect of it. And now it's like, oh my gosh. And we still got slept up in it. It's still addictive, even if your brain was like mostly formed when you first got your hands on it. So that's, we talk about this a lot. I have definitely noticed um, social skills. If the parents don't work really, really, really hard to make sure that their kids know how to make eye contact and like engage in conversation, it's not a given. Like your kid might be a video game phone kid. And like, I will look in the back. I, I don't, I don't think they'll listen to <laughs> like the ones that, the boy, I'm talking about boys. There's a couple that I'm like, you just are playing you just know, like you can, yeah. you can, well, I just know they're playing video games on their phone for like the entire time they're with other people. And it's that kind of thing where I'm like, it just, it breaks my heart because I think we're already struggling to find true community and connection with other people before you introduce any of that. Um, and we've just short circuited the reward system. That's like, 
oh, now you feel good. You feel better. You feel connected, but you're not. Um, so I think for sure, it's maybe not so much for the high schoolers, but it's more for the parents, which is just like, you have to work overtime if your kid has a device ever to make sure that they know how to like engage and speak and connect. Yeah. And connect outside of just like a text or a social media, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. And you can, I'm dreading like that day. age group of like for my boys, I'm like, um because it's already there I mean for my four-year-old it's already hard to say no because he like Mm -hmm. melts down we're not huge on screen time but lately we've had to be like if we're driving far or usually it's just if we're driving far but still there's a huge difference in their in their behavior and the the moment you like take it away it's life or death it's like because it's your little brain. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and it's really, it's just really, oh, like, I don't know. You, you would think because of technology, we've had it easier, but maybe our parents had it easier because they didn't have all these distractions. And, you know, maybe their marriages were stronger because people weren't so distracted on their phones. And I don't know. There's probably, yeah, pros and cons to both. And yeah, I guess, yeah, that would be the advice for just like the college and the high school kids is like, don't don't be complacent about it because at the end of the day, it's not just like, oh, you were lazy and wasted time on your phone. And now you're like staying up late to do your homework. I think that's how they think of it sometimes. And that's like a risk they're willing to take, but it's like, you know, your ability to connect with other people is genuinely on the line. Like you cannot look at this thing all day. Like you can't let social media tell you what reality is. Like, I've just been shocked. This is sort of a tangent, but like how, how like much tangent. all of us, <laughs> just, yeah, my brain just moved. But, um, how much of our conversations that we're having that pertain to zero real relationships that we actually have in life. Like, but it's, it's the realest thing is like these debates on social media about things that we're not actually engaging with in real life. Yeah, that's true. What? It's crazy. And I read this book, um, it's amazing. I just started it. It's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key by oh, Rosaria. Oh my gosh, you have to. It's so relevant for right Comes now. And I didn't even key. know. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I wrote it down. <laughs> I think I took a picture of the quote, actually. Gospel comes with a house key. I like that. Oh my gosh. It's just, so it's on hospitality and just what that actually looks like. But what she said that I read this morning is having strong words and a weak relationship with your neighbor is violent. It captures the violent carelessness of our social media infused age. That is not how neighbors talk with each other. That is not image bearers of the same God relating to each other. Radically ordinary hospitality values the time it takes to invest in relationships, to build bridges, to repent of sins of the past and to reconcile. Mm. So like we're, we're not relating we're just yelling about these concepts that we're not actually engaged with, with our behavior. Like we weren't meant to live like that at yeah. all. So I don't, I'm just convicted about that. I think right I like now that. in my own life. That's really good. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's so present too. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it's disheartening sometimes to see where things are going in the sense of like community and like conversation and, and the, the yelling and the, like, no acknowledgement that someone else has another opinion. Like, we're not all made to, like, think identical. We have free will to come up with our, you know, own ideas and different life experiences. Life experience. Yeah. Like, 
kind of weird if you're, we're talking about storytelling, like God gave us different stories for different reasons. And that's not to say there isn't a right and a wrong in a lot of these conversations. It's just like, at the same time, is it possible for us to have more grace for the fact that, for example, again, working with college students a lot. Oh yeah. It's like you, you have the better part of a four-year college education at a school that taught you about all of these things. And you're expecting to get on social media, post a graphic, and then like everyone that you know and love is supposed to catch up with your level of essentially privilege, like the education you had the money for. So like, you might be right, but also can you really not give the rest of the world enough grace and like charitable conversation to get to that place that took you probably at least four years? Like, yeah. I can't. It just, it's so silly. And we're like, no, but I posted an Instagram graphic about this political thing. Like, why doesn't everybody just be a good person and agree? And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> is that their mindset? I feel like it is sometimes. Like, I mean, lately more and more I see, what is it? The, the posts from especially younger people saying, yeah. if you think this, or if you don't think this, or if you're voting for this person, just unfriend me now. Yes, I have seen right? that stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, you need a little more life experience to know that's yeah. not how it works. <laughs> right. And again, it's not new. We've always no. differed in opinions. We've always differed in theology. It's just I mean, now that's we why, feel that's this what pressure. Makes it grow. Like if yeah. I don't have those hard conversations, like I wouldn't learn what my what my neighbor is going through. I wouldn't learn like another point of view. And yeah, it's just it's very enlightening to see, especially with the, you know, everything that's been going on too, even your own friends or your own family mm-hmm. members of like how it has affected bonds, how it's affected families, how it's affected relationships. And I just, ever, yeah, I just, I wish we could see past this and, and not come into 2021 being like, looking back, like, whoa, who was yeah. I? I know. Why did, I did not love, I didn't lead with grace. I was I don't even know. <laughs> um, to circle it back, I'll try to contextualize yeah, no, no, the no. context of <laughs> uh, Thanks I'll, for running my podcast. Thank you. No, I, I was just like, wow, I really I like got tangent. off track. <laughs> I just think that's like been a big burden of this year for me on the social media side of things is like, we can't continue to submit to this divisiveness and we can't continue to let ourselves, particularly as Christians, buy into as weird as it is, the black and the whites of all of it, because it used to be, I mean, at least I feel this way about what I used to hear. So like, it used to be so much that Christians were like, no, truth is black and white. You can have a black and you can have a white and we have to stand for one or the other. And I think that there's some, there's truth to that for sure. But now it's like, people are like good or they're bad or like people are your friends or your foes. And like, we have to resist that. And when we talk about these issues, I think if you read scripture, it's very clear that God is so much more vastly complicated than we are that like, it's okay to hold some of the complication and not just be that person that says, nope, I'm tired of thinking about this. So I'm going to shut my brain down and I'm going to be a hundred percent on this party line or whatever it's going to be this team. Um, and trying to navigate that space. I'm like, I feel a real burden for the people who maybe don't feel at home in some of the big categories and wanting to just like show that there's a faithful way to just follow God and like trust his leading. Yeah. I think that's good and important, important for us to, (laughs) important for us to keep in mind. 
Well, thank you so much. I've kept you on for so long, but um, I guess my fault. I was just talking. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, I could, especially like these topics of 2020 and hope, and uh, honestly, just like reaching the heart of people. I think is what I'm so passionate about, and I feel that too in your devotionals. Like you just want to share the word, and I think that's important. And it's important that you keep going because it's thank really you. encouraging. Um, so for everyone who has not followed you yet, where can they find you on Instagram to start reading your devotionals? She also has beautiful graphics to go with each devotional. So you definitely want to follow her. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is scribble devos. I feel like no one ever knows how to pronounce it, which is funny. <laughs> it is kind of made up, but anyway, so scribble and then devos, D-E-V-O-S. Um, and I post not so much daily anymore, but I usually try to get on at least a few times a week. And yeah, I mean, it's really just a place for, I hope people to see the kind of stuff that God wants to speak into your life. And um, there's so many limits to that. I would never say stop reading your Bible because oh yeah, definitely just read my devotionals. But um, <laughs> I hope it can be a place where like people encounter God in a space that so often I think we just encounter stress. So yeah, I love that. That's wonderful. As easy as can be. Well, thank you so much, Whitney, for joining me. I, um, I wish you nothing but the best in your journeys as a new mama soon. <sighs> and I look forward to connecting when you, um, for any, anything, stay in touch. <laughs> thank you so much. This is awesome. Bye. I really appreciate you having me on. Of course. Of course.